0: Thank you. Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Bronx-based jazz pianist, composer, arranger, and author, Sharp Radway. We talked at length about his career in music, the arts, COVID, and his newest 2022 CD, Black Woman, A Conversation. The album is a tribute to the beauty, strength, and diversity of black women. It's a soulful combination of elements of jazz and spoken word. Sharp is a native of Hartford, Connecticut, and his roots can be found in the church. He is a protege of the great Dr. Randy Weston, and he's been around the best in jazz, with the likes of Yousef Latif, Benny Golson, Red Holloway, Slide Hampton, Curtis Fuller, and so many others. He was also in the film Cadillac Records with Mose Def, Beyonce Knowles, Cedric the Entertainer. This cat has a great ensemble of
1: stories. Enjoy it.
2: Man, I, I gotta say, before we begin up front, you have the coolest name in the world, man.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it.
2: That is the way to just get a leg up on everything when you've got a name like that.
1: As <laughs> they uh, say, from your mouth to God's ears.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I think the one thing, there's so many levels of this album that are necessary that make sense, not only because of the times we're living through, but we're celebrating women this month. We really need to be very mindful of a quality of, of balancing things out on planet Earth. So this album to me seems like it's it's a triumph at this time in our history. Talk to me a little bit about how it feels to come out now with you know celebrating women, we're coming out of COVID, all of those things that are happening on the planet.
1: Did you say it was a triumph? Is that the word? Yes. That you wow. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> well um this record is, uh I would say is uh just like any composition or arrangement that I might do or any um performance, so called performance that I might do. It, this project was I would say divinely inspired, you know. I um started working on this project in twenty seventeen. It's just now been released, <laughs> you know. So i think it's really um uh, i think it's really a divinely appointed time for this record you know and i feel blessed to have uh received these pieces and composed them and i feel especially blessed to be able to present this musical offering at this time you know with the the people who have uh, received feedback from who purchased the record or uh people who I've gifted the record to. They've come back and and shared with me that, you know, during these times, you know, it leaves them with a sense of uh, encouragement. Some have said that they've been inspired and uplifted. Some have shared that they've learned some things from the conversations on the record. I think it's just the divinely appointed time for this record to be released right now.
2: Absolutely, and you know, just based with the responses that you've gotten so far, overall, what are you hoping the listener gets from this? How do you want them to feel when they're done listening to this album?
1: I would like everybody to to just have a uh, uh, just a, a, a great listening experience where they might come away feeling inspired or uplifted or healed, just blessed in some kind of way. The title of the record is Black Woman a Conversation but the music is for everybody you know <laughs> you know the the music was written and composed and performed yeah. with uh those objectives in mind you know you know so I just hope that people would 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 learn something from like I said from the conversations that you hear on the record and also just get some food for the spirit for, for sure, for the spirit.
2: You know, we've been going through this COVID time. It's been a mm-hmm. time of quarantine and self-reflection. What did you learn about yourself over this time that maybe you didn't realize before? That's going to make you stronger as you get out <laughs> and perform more live music and promote this new album.
1: I learned that I that I need, or that I was in need of more time for myself, in terms of. Uh, just taking care of uh, my own well-being you know in terms of health physically and mentally and spiritually i found that i was doing way too much (laughs) before the pandemic i found that this is actually a necessary thing for me to separate myself and feed myself so i have more to offer this is something that uh I was already aware of but i became a little more aware of a little more conscious of and i find that i'm able to bring more things to the music when i perform now as a result i learned i learned a lot of things about myself you know
2: (laughs) talk to me about your beginnings you grew up in hartford talk to me about Mm -hmm. how you started out in music and how kind of the jaws of jazz so to speak grab you and it became your life.
1: Oh, I love how you said that. the jaws of jazz. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right on. Yeah, it sure got it. it sure got a bite on me. Haven't let go yet. Yes, yes, sir. Oh, yes, I was born in Hartford, uh, Connecticut, and then um, early on I moved to a suburb outside of Hartford called Windsor, Connecticut, and then moved back to Hartford, Connecticut um after high school. But yeah, that's where um oh, well I first got my music my, my first musical experiences playing in churches in Hartford, Connecticut. And I used to play alto saxophone and and drums and sing in the choir and play keyboard and I got kicked off the instruments many times until I got it together, you know, but uh, I had my first musical experiences in the church now the jaws of jazz seems to to have gotten me um i would say in my 20s early 20s i remember i was listening to a radio program i wish i could remember what it was but um i was listening to a radio program and uh the dj played john Coltrane's central park west you know that song central park west oh yeah yeah oh what a beauty you know and it was it was the most beautiful thing that um that i thought that was the most beautiful song i ever heard up until that point in time so i called the radio station and i said listen can you play that song again <laughs> so uh i got my cassette in the tape out and uh well, it's a little bit before, you know, the CD players and all that, which are now defunct anyway, you know. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, I got my cassette tape out, and uh, I had a, I had them played, and I recorded it. And I kept recording it over and over again on the tape so that it was full of that one song. And uh really it was uh, John Coltrane that uh, brought me into the music, the Saints, you know.
2: Yeah. What about the first live jazz show you saw that really blew you away?
1: I'm not sure what that was. You know, I used to uh, hang out at the University of Hartford at the Jackie McLean Institute of Jazz, the music school there. I guess you could call me one of Jackie's kids. (laughs) I've heard people refer to me as that, too, you know. he used to uh, let me come by and practice and sit in some of the classes and, you know, I would learn some things i got to know some of the students at the school and uh, they would perform at a place on the campus called the hawk's nest and uh it was just incredible for me to see what my peers were doing and really that's what knocked my socks off Just seeing what my peers were doing on their instruments i said man i want to do what they're doing you know so the first uh concerts or gigs that really got my attention were just uh, some local gigs um, at the University of Hartford.
2: You're a protege of the great Dr. Randy Weston, and he was a wonderful soul. That that had to be just uh, enough for several lifetimes to learn from him.
1: Yeah, I'm still learning from him.
2: Yeah. What did he teach you? What, what do you remember that, that has been really key, not only in your development as a musician, but as a human on this planet?
1: In terms of music uh he taught me to believe in myself as an explorer of the music and as a practitioner as well. You know he shared with me about the importance of having a foundation and stride piano and the blues and the background in the in the black church, and of course be rooted in mama africa and uh i was able to hear these things from him because uh, i was already on that path you know he would share with me based on my understanding and also on my lack of understanding uh musically speaking. you know he spoke about the importance of uh comping and and uh playing in big band and you know he shared with me about arranging and uh I mean, about composition. On a personal level, you know, we always spoke about, well, first of all, every conversation, I can't remember any conversation where we didn't speak about the most high, you know. He was a serious man of faith, and we would always talk about God. I found that to be the case speaking with him and also with Candido, who's on the record as well. Um, With them, we always spoke about God and about family. And Randy would share with me about the role of a musician, not just on the bandstand, but also in your immediate community and in society and as a whole, and also uh, your role as a musician or an artist uh, to the world, you know? And he shared with me about, uh, oh, so much. I, mean, I can go on and on. He shared with me about respecting your mother and your father and... And uh, things about, you know, just uh, how to serve your community, you know? you know, how to look after the elderly. And we talked about African traditions, how we went about doing that, showing our love and care for the elderly and the young people around us and and our, our fellow man, you know. So there are many things, many things I learned from Brandy.
2: Uh, I have two quick stories about both of those men, you, uh, Candido and Brandy.
1: Mm-hmm. I interviewed
2: Randy some years ago, and I had never had anybody explain to me the roots and etymology of jazz the way he did it. It actually it, it made my hair stand up. He said, Joe, mm-hmm. I'm going to explain to you right now that that the jazz came from Africa, and if you go to yeah. Africa, everything swings. The yeah. tail of the elephant, the, the yeah. trees, everything swing you know and Mm -hmm. he explained it in a way that like the curtain parted i never had to wonder i could see it um -hmm. so (laughs) that's the one thing and randy was just that he was one of those first interviews where everything that he said was like magic he was like a a, a, the leader of the jazz jedi council in cloud city Mm and empire strikes back you know Uh, he (laughs) was he he was one of the the genius elders But the other thing is, is that I got married in two thousand nineteen, and my wife, when we met a few years before, oh, thank you, man, absolutely. A few years before, as a jazz guy, the first date that I took her to, Candido Mm -hmm. came to Kansas City and played at Mm -hmm. the Jazz Museum off Eighteen and Vine, and we will never forget that. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and just at his age and how vigorous he still was at ninety, it was beautiful. So, anyways, I. Wonder wondrous memories of both of them for sure. Yes, yes. You know, those
1: were my two oldest friends. <laughs> you know. Wow. And actually yeah. on on uh on a couple, you know, on multiple levels my closest friends, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I really felt that you know, Randy somehow he just he just understood me. He just got me. <laughs> you know, sometimes I don't know if you've experienced that, but that's something to know that someone just gets you you know yeah for sure yeah and i feel especially blessed to have him as part of my life and you know part of this life's journey
2: i'm curious you know as a creator i mean you've been in film and music you're, you're at the core of you you're a creator and an artist and i'm curious what motivates you every day to get up and to create whatever you decide to get into that day what is it that you like the best about this process
1: well, you know, I was sharing, you know, that that for me, uh, man, I don't know how other, uh, any other way to say it, but things are divinely inspired for myself. That's just how it is for me, you know. Um, and I can draw from any kind of uh, interaction that I may have with someone or an, an interaction with nature or some observation uh, that I was fortunate enough to have made or something someone said to me, something that came up in a conversation. You know, I draw inspiration from all of those different places, you know. Really my music um, even if I'm arranging something uh, 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 that was that was uh, composed by someone else um, still my music uh it reflects just uh you know, my life and what's around me and what I can see around me, and what I've experienced. You know, I draw from whatever it is that I'm experiencing. I hope that answer isn't too vague. It did.
2: No, no, no. No, no, no. That's beautiful. That's great. And and, and I'm curious, too, is the world kind of opens up and you're promoting this album. What do you hope we all realize about the power of live music that we've largely been away from for two years when things start getting back into into focus and shows begin again?
1: I just hope that people can uh appreciate what they receive from uh a live music experience, and I hope that they, what they're receiving is indeed food for the spirit, food for the mind, food for the soul you know and i think uh if it's if they can have that appreciation, I think the performers i think will feel that and uh will be able to draw from that and even have more to offer.
2: You know, the other thing about your career, too, you know, you learned from Randy, Randy, but you've also been around so many other very esteemed musicians throughout your life, and I'm curious, as somebody that teaches young musicians that you're around, what have you learned from the elder statesmen, those that, that we would consider legends and luminaries in this craft, that have that you've gotten from them that you, in turn, give back to the younger generation to keep this jazz torch
1: going well wow oh my goodness I've learned so much you know actually uh, I have a book um, that I wrote in 2008 that was uh, published in 2010 and then the second edition a revised edition was published in uh, 2015 called musicianship 101 what they don't tell you in school In that book, I discuss a lot of those things that I've gotten from the elders and from my own experience and observing other people's experiences. But from them, you know, I've learned how to survive on the road, you know, I've learned uh, how to be a better accompanist, I've learned how to be a better husband, you know, I've learned how to conduct myself when it comes to conducting business and when it comes to just conducting yourself uh, on the bandstand and off of the bandstand. And I learned that you're always on the bandstand, you know. <laughs> so I don't know. There's so many things I've learned how to to eat better, you know. I've learned how to uh, be a, a better accompanist on the bandstand and also off of the bandstand. So there's so many things.
2: Everyone has a perception or an idea of who they think you are. Your family your friends, mm-hmm. your fans, but ultimately you live your life. You have a mm-hmm. perception of yourself.
1: Who do you think you are? I have to say I'm a child of the Most High God. Well, I, I don't even know if I'd call myself a musician as much as I'd call myself an instrument and the Most High being the one true musician. And uh I guess I'm an instrument. I do have piano students, so I guess you could say I'm a teacher as well. Uh, I'm a friend, I'm a lover, so many different things. I guess you could say, yeah, I'm an artist, yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah, I'm a man of faith. Uh, whenever I play, I think in terms of uh, playing music as being a ministry, so I look at myself as serving as a minister as well, a minister of music, right and healing music. Yeah. Beautiful.
2: Man, I really enjoyed the album. This has been wonderful to get to know you. And uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to presenting you to the Neon Jazz community. Thank you again for your time today. And good luck with everything as hopefully
1: the world opens up more. Oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate you doing this interview. I hope we we can talk again sometime.
0: Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in the Bronx, Hartford, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Sharp for his time, energy, and cool. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino in the iTunes Store. Visit NeonJazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz all the time, go to the NeonJazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.